Hey guys, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast of Faith Church Indy. I'm Claire Kingsley, and I'm here with Pastor Joey this morning. Hey, everybody. And welcome back to Cut for Time. We took a break during the mm-hmm. holiday season, and uh, we're back. We're, we're excited to be able to talk about our new series. We just started this Sunday as Transformation, emphasis on the form. We're talking mm-hmm. about our liturgy and a regular service on a Sunday morning here at Faith Church. We're talking about why we do it and what it's doing to us. So uh, to begin, Joey, why don't you just take a minute you can fill in the blanks if I like left out some information yeah, about yeah, the series yeah. and where you started the right. series with the call to worship. So the series itself, we were kind of thinking about this, like when we get together on a Sunday morning, we don't just do what we do by accident, right? We're, we've been formed by our traditions, the kind of churches we grew up in, what, what we think worship is supposed to feel like and look like and what we're doing and all of that. But uh, as a pastor or as a worship leader is one of those people who's responsible for organizing the worship like we are organizing an encounter between God and his people on a weekly basis when most people just think they're coming to church Mm -hmm. and so it's a huge responsibility and so Jeff and I pastor Jeff and I have spent a lot of time thinking about well what do we want to do on a Sunday morning and after a couple years of thinking about it we thought why don't we tell everybody why we're doing what we're doing on a Sunday morning so the whole series is just walking us through all of those elements of a service saying Here's why we have a call to worship. Here's why we have an announcement of the gospel. Here's why we open the Bible. Here's why we pray together. Things like that. Okay, so this week you tackled call to worship. The call to worship, yes. And the main point was, well, why do we begin with a call? Mm-hmm. And I mentioned in the sermon, you know, working with a pastor who said once, why do we have a call to worship? I'm already here. So, well, the point isn't to get us in the door. The point is to remind us uh, that we wouldn't be here if it weren't God's idea, if he hadn't called us. So starting with that, if that's true, that we wouldn't be here unless God had called us, then that should shape our worship. Uh, All of our worship then becomes a response to God's initiating grace, not a way of earning it or not a great idea that I came up with, that like I should come worship God, but it's all response, which means it's all gratitude. And when we can peel back all of the other reasons we're there and boil it down to just gratitude, then a lot of the stuff about just you know I just really didn't didn't think I didn't worship I didn't, just didn't think that the service was all that great today has a whole lot less to do with what's happening on the stage and a whole lot more to do with what's happening in my own heart right and so that just makes me think uh, something that you said in your sermon was it's not about me yeah. which maybe was maybe startling for people to hear mm-hmm. uh, maybe not but I thought um, it's not about me. It's not you said it's not about what I'm going to get out of it, what I'm going to learn. Mm-hmm. It's not about what I'm going to do in worship, right. but it is about God. And then right. um, Nathan and I listened to it in the car mm-hmm. and together, and he paused at one point. And he was like, "Whoa, I need you to write this down." And it was something that I think summarizes everything that you're saying was um, so a way that you defined worship. And you said when we come to worship we are entering into the arena of God's activity. Right. So it's not right. our own activity. It's not right. our effort. It's not our right. worship, right? Yeah, and, and being in worship is, I think the version that I wrote is probably not exactly what I said, but we don't just come into the place of God's presence, which is what we often say, you know, Lord, we worship you here in this place. We're in your presence, all of that. But it's all, you know, we worship, and it's like bottom up. It's directed from us up to God. But if we remember, we're in the arena of God's action where he is calling, he is initiating, he's the first one to move, the first one to act, and then we respond. And then he acts again, and then we respond. It's it's a 
it's really it's a trinitarian movement of grace it's god the father revealing himself to us through the son and making it real to us by the spirit uh, all of our worship is just a response to god's action in creating in ruling in saving in saving us mm-hmm. yeah yeah so if you haven't listened to cut for time before i just want to let you know how our podcasts usually go we usually spend just the first bit of time talking about reminding you about the sermon from mm-hmm. Sunday, and then we move into uh, what would Joey wish he could. What do you wish you yeah, could have included? Yeah. Because it was cut for time, you were short <laughs> on time, and you, you and Jeff both prepare so much content, and actually a lot has to get cut, and mm-hmm. so that's where this idea of the podcast came. And then we close with a joke or a story or illustration that you also had to unfortunately cut yeah, out. So yeah. um, moving into that, Joey, yeah. tell us something that you had to cut for time. Something I I wanted to dig more into but didn't is, you know, often when we talk about worship, and this is a totally valid way of talking about worship, we talk about the English word worship means worth-ship. What what are you giving worth to? What are you ascribing worth to? And a number of commentators have pointed out that the idea of ascribing worth, giving value to something, is the root of the English words worship, but not the Greek and the Hebrew words. In Greek and in Hebrew, the word that is most often translated as worship means to get flat on your face before God. Mm. So when it says, come, let us worship and bow down, it says, come, let us kneel, let's bow, let's get on our faces. Now, the idea of ascribing worth to God comes through. You know, we were in Psalm 95. The next Psalm, 96, says, ascribe to the Lord greatness, ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his honor, something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, And so the idea is there, but the core of worship in both the Hebrew word and the Greek word mean to prostrate yourself, to get flat on your face in front of God, Um, which is, I I, I guess what I'm saying is I wish I, I had the time to kind of develop that before going into the call to worship, that it's mm-hmm. it's a call to get on your face before God, not necessarily a call to um, just sing. There's more to it than that. It's gonna yeah. really transition well into one of the questions. That oh, we okay, have also. great. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, I guess I could just transition. To yeah, the let's, question. yeah, let's do okay, the question. Okay, so. Um, Someone asked on um, Facebook, I really, I want to encourage anyone to submit a question. If you don't feel comfortable commenting, you can always message us. Um, if you wish to be, remain anonymous, let That's us right. know. Yeah. But it's really great. Um, gets us talking about other things. So Greg um, asked, does worship start when we enter the sanctuary? Mm. Is it with music only? Is it the sermon only? Is it the entire service? Or is it beyond the, or extend beyond before or after the service? And then um, a few other people mm-hmm. had maybe some ideas around that, too. And so you were just saying it's, um, I don't know, go ahead. No, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think the goal of, of our lives, essentially, I'm thinking of, is it First Corinthians 13, whatever you do in word or deed, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, um, and now I'm blanking on the second half of the verse. Do it all for Do it all the glory. to the glory of God. There you go. Yeah. And I think that it's a team effort here. <laughs> and, and I think that does capture what all of life worship looks like. Of course, when we use the word worship, we almost inevitably mean the singing. Mm-hmm. And we forget that confession of sin is an act of worship. That um, offering is an act of worship. 
that reading scripture and having it explained and applied is an act of worship. Mm -hmm. uh, that all of those, especially in that Greek and Hebrew word idea, are times when we are before God submitting, whether physically in a posture of submission, you know, kneeling or bowing or flat on our faces, uh, at least emotionally with a heart posture of submitting to God. Anytime I think we're in a heart posture of submitting to God, of being, um, having our hearts laid out flat in front of him, that's worship. So that makes me ask, um, I stay at home most days with Hazel, mm -hmm. so can me washing dishes be mm -hmm. an act of worship and making the bed and feeding my child? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the, the quote-unquote mundane things, mm -hmm. the, the worldly things, the daily things, uh, is an arena in which we can most develop a worshipful attitude. If you have to do it over and over and over again, that's kind of the point of the sermon, it will shape you somehow. So if every single day you're making the bed and changing diapers and feeding your child and and you're developing bitterness for having to do these small things god why aren't you letting me do something bigger I mean, that's going to change you mm -hmm. uh, but if you're doing all of those things with a heart submission of being flat on your face before god saying you've given me this gift you've given me this opportunity to do one of the most profound things i'll ever do with my life build another human being um, that changes you in another direction mm -hmm. This is speak. This is coming from the guy who was not at home though every day, changing the diapers. Yes. You know, changing but I'm diapers saying it, beds, I don't want. So. I want this to apply to everybody. So yeah. it's everyone's <clears throat> mundane, right? What is the mundane? Is it your commute mm -hmm. to work or, mm -hmm. um, you know, like office calls or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's really hard to sort of maintain a top of mind awareness of this, which is why habit is so important. Because so much of our life, that so much of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, somewhere somebody said we make 10,000 decisions a day, and we think about five of them. Mm -hmm. Like all the rest are just habitual decisions. And so if we're making all of those decisions from a specific heart posture that is negative, we're being shaped by that. But if the heart posture is laid out before God, and part of the reason we're talking about this whole worship series and coming to church is that that, that hour together kind of reorients our heart posture like oh yes this is what I'm this is what I'm called to be now how do I do that in the dishes how do I do that in making the bed how do I do that in making sales calls how do I do that in operating on a patient how do I do that enforcing justice how do I do that driving to and from work how do I do that managing a building Mm -hmm. And you said habits matter, which just makes me think of mm -hmm. forms matter, right? Yep. Like, yep. It, it, you could also say, I mean, we could call our series habits of worship. I don't right. know. Like, yeah, habits you know, of worship or, yeah. Just things mm -hmm. that this form that we live in day to day and in church, in a church service, right. make us who we are. Right. So if on one hour on a Sunday, the shape of that worship, if the shape of the worship shapes us, shapes the worshiper, I mean, then your you know 16 hours that you're awake in a day the shape of that day shapes you mm -hmm. uh, and repeating the same kind of habits and patterns will shape you mm -hmm. so um joey what is one joke illustration or personal story that you might want to share you know i i had a couple of personal stories i had thought about sharing and then i was like ah oh, they don't fit they don't fit and then first hour in our nine o'clock service when I preached, I threw one of them in and halfway into the story, I'm like, why am I doing this? It doesn't fit and it's taking the focus off of where I wanna go, but I had to finish the story. 
So I didn't say it at all second hour in the 1045 Which service. Which one is online? And the second hour is online. Okay. So for people who went to the 1045 service or have only listened online, they it. wouldn't have heard this story. Gotcha. Yes. So this is a story about how, um, you know, stuff shapes you and sometimes in unexpected ways, right? I opened with the whole juggling Which illustration thing. Which was so thing. good. Nathan and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, Jenna's just come see the pictures. It's pretty great. Um, this other story was about running and how I've been running for about a year and I wore out my first pair of running shoes and they were just of the brand that I use, uh, generally had used, they're just the go-to shoe. So I went to the store and I bought the next version of the go-to shoe, the, the GTS. And I'm like, this is great. Started using it, first run, second run, third run, every run after that, my toes went numb. Every time I ran, I'm like, well, this mm -hmm. is, maybe I just need to wear them in, break them mm -hmm. in, right? And then one of my hips started just hurting all the time. And I'm like, well, maybe I just need to run it out or stretch more or whatever. I'm trying to figure out, like I'm trying to do all these different stretches and what do I do to get over this? And uh, eventually, I s maybe it's the shoes. And I took the shoes back, I put 100 miles on the shoes, which I was thinking about. I should have done the math and thought 100 miles, if my stride is just over a meter, like how many steps is that in these shoes? I don't know, somebody can comment uh, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. Facebook, do the math for us. but. Uh, I had put in 100 miles on these shoes before taking them back, and I went to an actual running store and said, hey, my shoes you know, have been causing problems. Here's what I had, and I think the shoes might have been causing problems. I don't know. And they said, oh, yeah. Um, she watched me run up and down a track and said, yeah, those shoes are designed for people whose toes and feet point inward when they're running. Like prone. Yeah, pronate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they have actual inserts in them to force your feet out, to flare your feet out so they're straight. It's like, if you don't pronate, which I don't, then they're gonna force my feet out farther and like put all this stress on my hips and feet and joints and cause pain. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I thought I was doing the right thing, a good thing, you know, I had a good brand new pair of shoes and was just breaking them in. When in reality, um, after 100 miles on them, it was, it was actually tearing my body up mm -hmm. um, using those shoes. So telling that story, you know, makes the point of bad worship forms can malshape us but that really wasn't the point of the sermon. The point of the sermon was like, we're trying to shape us well. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just took the focus off and then thought, yeah, I, I won't include that second hour. So mm -hmm. bonus, if you were in first hour, you got it live. Yes. The second hour, you just have to get it recorded. Mm -hmm. But you get all these other nuggets. Yeah, oh so yeah, it's yeah, it's great too. little nuggets of info. Yeah, so um, if you listened to Cover Time, thanks so much for your time. We're Absolutely. glad um, that you, you took time to listen to it, we'd ask that you actually would share this with people. Um, I We know that there's quite a few people who still don't know we have a podcast. And so, um, have, yeah, share it in your community. I think the best way to share it. it is to send them a link to the Faith app on whatever app store that you use mm -hmm. and then tell them the podcast Cut for Time is in the app. Download yes. it and listen. You don't even have to download it. You don't even, well, I mean, download the app and oh, then yeah, listen yeah, to yes. the podcast yeah. in the app. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Um, that's all. So, Joey, it's time to sign off. Time to sign off. Your final uh, line. My final line this week, download the app. Mm -hmm.